Hey everybody, welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show. So we just came back from running a playtest for the Top Secret Tabletop RPG Project. That went okay. It sure did. I was a little nervous about it because I haven't had a chance to test the game mechanically beforehand. Usually when I run a playtest, when I have Mary come and test something with me or I get a group to test them with me or send some mouth people to test. I've already run through it solo to ascertain that the mechanics all work and to catch any obvious problems. And you can't really do that with a game that's kind of inherently social, like a tabletop RPG, where you actually be creative. And so I got a little nervous because I'm presenting this game without really knowing if it works to a bunch of people, uh, some of whom are my friends, one of who was a, whom was a, a stranger. Just so was, another name for a friend you haven't met yet. So I was a little, I was a little nervous about that. I was nervous. Uh, it was reminded me of back when I first started doing game design, and I thought I was a Euro game designer, and I, I was not at that time running through the game solo first to check them mechanically. I was just saying, okay, here, let's let's try this game, and sometimes it would work, and sometimes it wouldn't work, and everyone would stare at it, and then they stare at me afterwards, like, why, why did we come here? Why did you do this to us? We're never coming back. They always came back. Why did I marry you? You know, that kind of stuff. So, well, no, I didn't always come back. So. Aw. So I was nervous like that, and I haven't been but nervous with, like that in a while. with the war games, it was just you and me. We didn't have to worry about bringing over a big group. So you and I could work on stuff first. I don't know if at, at that time you were working on it before you gave it to me. A lot, I'm talking about. Like now, you you spend a lot of time with the game before anybody else plays with you but back then i was always breaking your games that was a lot of fun i like breaking your games well i've gotten a little bit better at it so that they don't break as easily from my point of view that's sad because you enjoy that, breaking that was, them. yeah that, that, that was your you, you, you have a mischievous streak you know <laughs> yeah and that was even evident in in the rpg today because the rpg takes place uh in in the modern day in a world like ours and so everyone had to come with a profession for their characters, like a real-world profession, like a real-world occupation that a person would really have. You had a, a occupation. Ninja astronomer, which he didn't like. I, I didn't say I didn't like it. I mean, you kept it, you used it, we used it. So, I mean, but not that I didn't like it. It's just you I wasn't expecting Oh, you that. were not happy. That's not, I, I don't agree. I don't remember it that way. And then my hobby was cat burglary. Yeah. Which was more normal, apparently. I mean, it worked. Yeah. Because each character had a profession and a hobby, and that impacted the skills, some of the skills that they started with. Uh, so we gave you a skill for being an astronomer and a skill for being a cat burglar. We did not give you a skill necessarily for being a ninja. Yeah, because I was not happy about that. There's just supposed to be one skill for the profession and one for the hobby, and having a profession that's, that's, that's hyphenated. That's okay. That's okay. You're just mean. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Ninja, Cat Burglar, I mean, it's kind of... There's some overlap there. I guess so. There's climbing and stealth and black pajamas all around. I don't think Cat Burglars wear black pajamas. I don't know. When I see a Cat Burglar in my head, I see them, like, on the side of a building. Not in pajamas. With, with like, a black outfit. Not actual pajamas, but, like, a black outfit. Like, all black outfit. I'm calling it Pajamas. Not necessarily pajamas. Not specifically pajamas. That's the picture I get in my head. 
You know who was a bad cat burglar? Hudson Hawk. Supposed to be a cat burglar, and he just makes all sorts of, of, of noise and nonsense and sings along while while timing his, his burglaries. It's been a long time since I saw that movie. Yeah, I used to watch it a lot. Yeah, it was your favorite movie. It was my favorite movie. You thought mo- it was the best movie ever made. So I was being facetious. No, you were not. I, yes, I, I was yes, being facetious. Yes, because I asked you on numerous occasions, are you kidding? And you said, no. And then you would <laughs> proceed to explain to me why it was the best movie ever. My taste has evolved <laughs> considerably. You know, it's still it's not bad. It's not good. Andy McDowell does a great impression of dolphins. She does. It's 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 highlighted the movie. If you say so. I can watch the movie occasionally. Like once every ten years. It's been about ten years since we've seen it. I don't think we're gonna see it again anytime soon, really. It's all packed up. A lot of our DVDs are packed up in boxes because we have a lot of DVDs in our in our collection. We were collecting them for a while and we just we wouldn't watch them. No, that wasn't it. We needed space. We also needed space. So we got rid of those two um, two shelving units with uh, DVDs. Yes. And you put them in boxes in the back room with all the other boxes that yeah. have all the cubes and sticks. So they're in the stack somewhere. But I'm saying the reason why we were able to remove those from the living room into the back room is that we had not been using them very frequently. There were certain movies we were watching more frequently. Those were still in the living room. Yeah. But the bulk of that collection ha- has moved. Because I think most of the time, our, our, our leisure time is either board game time or we're watching stuff on, on the Netflix or on YouTube. You know, I think the box that's like on the top of the stack of boxes in the back, there's more uh, of, you know... the Criterions? Oh, the Criterions. They have a lot of Criterions. Criterion collection and the, you know, some of the movies from the 60s, 70s. We don't have too many from the 30s and 40s. Yeah, we don't have a lot of 30s movies. Which is surprising because those are a lot of movies that we enjoy. Yeah, that's strange. Of course, we have a lot of sci-fi because I love sci-fi. Yeah. I'm I'm a big sci-fi fan. Hey, Monster. Monster is too. She just came over and butted up against me to let let me know that she's also a big sci-fi fan. I think part of the reason why we're doing the RPG, if we're doing I think we're doing it, because the test went well. We got yeah, more tests I, to I do. I would say it went really well, and the comments were uh, were really great. Uh, yeah. they, they were thoughtful comments, and uh, it seemed like people had a good time. They understood it, and when it came time to give us thoughts and comments and quest- have questions ready, they did. Yeah, I, I would say it's on track. Yeah, the, the the mechanics, the foundation of it is sound. It needs some tweaking. Oh, yeah, definitely needs tweaking. Because some things were a little, were harder than anticipated than being. Because it really revolved around a 2d6 roll. And I assumed uh, you have a 2d6 roll, and you're usually adding plus 1, plus 2, plus 3 to the roll as a modifier. When unmodified roll is usually, you know, on average is a 7. So a 7 plus 1, plus 2, plus 3, you're going to probably get 8. On average, so I figured eight should be the 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 low level uh, roll eight or better modified. Then you know you do the thing, and that didn't really work out as well. People rolled a lot lower, so I'm thinking it does need to be a yeah. little lower than it was. And part of it is seven is the 
you know, it, it's, it's the center of that probability curve. Yes. So easy should definitely have been below seven. Yeah. Since seven is average. It's average, but it's only like a 17% chance of whatever it is. But I don't think you can have seven as being the easy. Yeah. Because it's it's in the middle. Half will roll below and half will roll above. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't work out quite like that, but something like that. So if you have people rolling three and four and they're only able to add two tops. And because the the system works with those feedback loops that I like, so when you fail a check, you get a, a point of exhaustion, which increases the target number you're trying to hit. And so that yeah, that was up... the problem with Steph, yeah. Because <laughs> she was Stephanie. rolling. <laughs> did, did she roll snake eyes one time? I don't know if she rolled snake eyes, but she kept she rolling real well. She was three low. and four, and mm-hmm. some of the time she wasn't able to add anything. Some of the time she was, and she still wasn't making eight. <laughs> and then she was taking off some, which was taking her even farther below. Yeah, so tweaks, tweaks are definitely needed. And the fluff, the story aspect seems to, to engage people. And it has kind of a science fiction, fantasy, horror, apocalyptic, paranoia kind of thing. I I don't want to describe it as urban fantasy because urban fantasy to me means werewolves who smoke and I, I don't need that. No smoking allowed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's hard in the lungs. Werewolves, what are you doing? Also, I don't like werewolves. Werewolves in general, I'm not a big fan of. Unless it's werewolves who create smoke from their fur or something. They just, you know, like they're on fire? Out. Well, I didn't say they were on fire. I said create Where- smoke from... You know, but Mary, their fur. But Mary, where, not not that they're on fire. But Mary, but they may be on fire. They may be really hot. Mary, when Smoking there's hot. when there's smoke, there's fire. So that's that's part of the reason. This why is me not laughing. <laughs> that's her not laughing. Yeah. So we're both big science fiction fans, and we'd like to get into a science fiction space as publishers. Uh, role playing game is is a good way to do that. We're looking at a couple of board game designs which are science fiction based. We don't know how well those are going to do because, you know, we're not going to have little miniatures. We're not going to have little figurines that you move around. Uh, all the kind of stuff people expect generally in a sci-fi board game. Well, the one looks fun on a, on a more humorous side. Well, actually, we, we can announce sci-fi. that now, can't we? Because we have, yes, a, contra- we have a signed we contract. So... Uh, we have a science fiction game designed by Fred Manzo and developed by Herman Lutman, and it is called Escape from Hades. Is a solitaire hex encounter game in which you are breaking into and then out of a space prison, which is a cylinder. So you have the outside of the prison, and you are moving around it, and it has its own gravity. So you can step off one edge of the map and onto the other edge of the map. And then there are portholes to go inside the prison, which is a separate map. And it's also going around, uh, looping around. So you're fighting on these two fields while also fighting the space battle. And they're all kind of interconnected. And it's really a lot of fun. Really, It's really just a hoot. And uh, it has a lot of humor in it, which uh, Fred is known for. He did a game for another publisher, which was a, a science fiction uh, hex encounter game. Uh, solitaire game, uh, which was originated uh, by you, as your suggestion. Yep. Um, that they do a game uh, with giant ants because we're big fans of the movie Them. 
Fred did this game for us, which uh, we're very excited to be doing. And we're talking with an artist now, and we're hoping to get the game out before the end of the year. I'm not sure if it's going to be in the summer or it's going to be more in the fall. It depends on how long it takes to get all the art done because it's fairly extensive art-wise. That's really the big hurdle for a science fiction game, especially as a small publisher like us, is it's a significant investment in artwork. Before we go, we should mention that we released a new game this past week that was Hood's Last Gamble from designer John Tyson. You can buy it now. We have another new game coming out by the end of the month, which is The Great Heathen Army. You can check out our Facebook page because every few days we're putting up a new video showing one of the scenarios from Great Heathen Army explaining how it's different from the other ones. So if that's the kind of thing you're into, uh, you should check that out. You should like us on the Facebook and on the Twitter. You should follow us. And you should be subscribed to our newsletter. Do we have other things? I think that's that. Podcast. You should listen to our podcast, The Mary and Tom Show. Yep, which apparently you're doing. What? <laughs> that's amazing. Bye.